We're learning the second Sikha in Parshas Vayechi in Chelek Tezvav on page 432. This year is being learned Lili Nishmas, Rab Yesef ben Yomin, ben Rab Menashe Koltman. In Heintige Sedre, Vert erzählt, wie Yesef hat er weggestellt seine zwei Zin, Ephraim und Menashe, Far Yaakovin, er soll sie benchen. In this week's Parsha, we read a story about how Yosef brought his two children, Ephraim and Menashe, in front of his father Yaakov, so that he benches them before he passes away. So Yaakov places his right hand on Ephraim, and his left hand on Menashe. And his left hand on Menashe. And Yosef, when Yosef saw this, is Vayera of Goyme, so what his father did was something that was a problem by Yosef. He says to his father, my father, no, Menashe is the Bechayr, he's the firstborn, so place your right hand on Menashe's head. But Yaakov geemfert, and Yaakov responds, Yedaiti, bani Yedaiti, my son, I know. Gamhu Geimer, Menashe will be a great person. But v'ulam, oche v'akotten yigdal mimenu Geimer. However, his younger brother, Ephraim, that is, will be much greater. And Yaakov places Ephraim ahead of Menashe. This is the story here between Yaakov and Yosef when it comes to benching Ephraim and Menashe. Yosef sees as Menashe being more important, he's the firstborn. And Yaakov says, no, Ephraim will be greater than Menashe. So the question here is, the fact that a firstborn gets a greater bracha than the rest of the children. Is this the father The reason is because a bachir has a certain level that is on a higher level, more than the rest of the children. That's the reason. Not it's not just Stam, he happens to be a bachir. The fact that he's a bachir is a maila. So, and if so, Here, as Yaakov explains his son Yosef, Ephraim is on a higher level than Menashe. Favoshe is as So why does the Eivishter create in such a way that Menashe is born before Ephraim and Menashe is the Bechayr? If Ephraim is on a higher level than Menashe. Is the fun gedrungen? So what we understand from this is as follows: As trotzdem was echiv akotten yigdal mimenu gaimer, that the younger brother is going to be greater than the older brother. Is abedah milan menashe legabi Ephraim? There is a certain mile, some certain level and advantage that Menashe has that Ephraim does not. Mitzad oter mile is er the bechor Yosef, and because of this mile he has, he remains the bechor of Yosef. Nor, Bishaychis to Birchas Yaakov, specifically in relation to the bracha that Yaakov was giving now, is wichtig derinyin in velocha Ephraim is achav Menashe. So over here, there's a certain point which is relevant for this bracha, and therefore, as far as Yaakov is concerned, when he gives the bracha, Ephraim has an advantage over Menashe. And Rebbe, Vayosem is Ephraim lefnei Menashe, so he places Ephraim before Menashe. So this needs to be explained there. What is the advantage of Menashe, and therefore he's the Bechayr? And what is the reason that regarding the Brach of Yaakov, Ephraim is considered to be on a higher level? There's another point here that we have to take from the story. Vigeret Meraremol, as already explained many times, is by Tzadikim. Everything that we see by Tzadikim. 
and even more so when it comes to the Ovis and the Shvatim. It's impossible for there to be anything which is just a mistake, God forbid. Especially those things about their life that is recorded in Teireh. The Teireh which is everything is truth in Teireh. So therefore everything we see in Teireh regarding their behavior, things that happen to them are all truthful and eternal. And also because Teireh means a lesson, so the stories in Teire, and specifically here regarding the Avis and the Shvatim, is definitely a lesson for all Yidin in all generations. The Funes move on, so we understand what we understand from this regarding this story is as follows. When Yosef argues and says that Menashe is the Bukhar, place your right hand on his head, is not given, it's not that he had a mistake and he was unaware of the other greatness that Ephraim has. Nor, but because rather his opinion was that the advantage that Menashe has, and because of this advantage, he's born first and he is the Bukhair, it outweighs the advantage that Ephraim has. So Yosef is well aware of the Amaila of Menashe and the Amaila of Ephraim, but in his eyes, the Amaila of Menashe is stronger. So what this means over here is, as both points here. Yosef's approach and his outlook was that the advantage, the level of Menashe, it's higher than Ephraim. And the same is also true as far as Yaakov's opinion as Ephraim is hecher, that Ephraim is greater. Both of these approaches are true. From the perspective and based on the Aveda of Yosef, Menashe is on a higher level. Is Ephraim Echer. And based on what Yaakov's Aveda in this world is, so for him to bring his Aveda in the world, there is something that's greater about Ephraim, even more than Menashe. So both opinions are true. It just depends from what perspective. On the far Zetman, and therefore we see as Benigea, Tzuli Yosef, Yulach, Shnei Bonim, when Yosef gives birth to both of these boys here, these, these children, is Abchoir Menashe. So the firstborn is Menashe, and Abuchair has the Koyach of the father more than the rest of the children. So the strength of Yosef comes out specifically in his son Menashe. When it comes to their relation that they have to their grandfather Yaakov, so what does Yaakov say? Your two children are going to be to me, and the order that he says is Ephraim, Menashe. Kiruvin v'shimin yiuli that Ephraim and Menashe are going to be to me like my two children of Reuven and Shimon. So Ephraim far Menashe, so he places Ephraim before Menashe. Eres Kiruvin b'chor Yaakov. As far as the relation to Yaakov is concerned, Ephraim is like the b'chor. He's on a higher level than Menashe. So this is another important point there that nothing in the Torah is a mistake. There are two approaches, and both of these approaches are true. Each one for their level of what Yaakov's accomplishment is and what Yosef's accomplishment is. So what's the explanation of all this? The difference between what, who Menashe was and who Ephraim was. 
Um von Afrayim zu Birches Yaakov. And also to understand why the level of Menashe, his greatness, is specifically connected to Yosef, and, y- and Afrayim's greatness is connected to Yaakov and to the Brach of Yaakov. So we could understand this by looking at the difference in what the meaning of their names are. Both of their names, Menashe, Alshem Kineshani, Elikim, Eskola Moli, Veskobe Sovi. Nashani means that Hashem made me forget or sort of jump away from me all of the work and all of my experiences that I had when I was with my father in Eretz Yisrael. This is the name that, Yaak, that Yosef gave to his son after being in Mitzrayim far from his father's house for so many years. And similar, there was the name Ephraim Hashem, Ki Ephrani Elikim Be'eretz Anyi, that the Ebesha has made me fruitful here in this land of affliction. Drikinois, that they both expressed the gefilin was the Yeridim Mitzrayim, what Tarezkirufim by Yosefin. The feelings that it brought out from Yosef, the fact that he descended in Mitzrayim and was so far away from his father's house. Not, however, if we think about the difference between what these two names express, each one of these names expresses Yosef's feelings of being in Mitzrayim in an opposite extreme. The nomen Menashe, what does the name Menashe express? It's reminding Yosef as Nashani Beisavi, that I'm, I'm forgetting, I'm far from my father's house. As I gefinzich in an art, that he's found in a place for smachta wegspringen, fun and vergessen beisavi, which causes him to sort of jump away and forget the experience that he had by his father. That's what this name is about. So, what does this really mean? This expresses his yearning, nitzu vergessen, to not forget, nor to sein verbunden, rather to be connected mit beisavi with his father's house. That's the positive, that's the real meaning of this name, as the Rebbe here brings in order 14. Otherwise, the name just has a negative feeling. Nashani, I have forgotten. It's not I have forgotten as a statement. It says, I have forgotten to constantly remind himself where he is that he doesn't want to forget. He had that yearning to go back to his father's house. That's one feeling that this name expresses here. Dakegen, on the other hand, Afrayim, what does the name Afrayim mean? Hefrani elikim be'eretz onyi. That the Eibishter has made me fruitful in this land of affliction. Is a shvach This is praising and thanking Hashem of them on the advantage. Hifrani, the fact that he has grown and he's been fruitful, versus bayim gevaden in Mitzrayim of what he was able to accomplish and was able to give birth to this child here in Mitzrayim. So this is an exact opposite feeling, not expressing the yearning to return to his father's house, but rather thanking Hashem for the present and for the place he's in now that Hashem has given him the kayach to be fruitful right here. So these two emotions here expressed in these two names are actually two very general approaches that a yid has to have being in Golis. One approaches A Yidin being in Golis, in the environment surrounded with all the Goyim that he's in, works hard not to be affected by his surroundings. By remaining always connected to where he has come from, which is their Matzav, he has given far the Yeride in Golis, the condition he was in before he descended into Gala, so constantly connecting and reminding himself his true identity of where he came from is what protects him not to get affected by his people, by the people around him. 
And the Mantzich, Keseder, constantly reminding himself, as I give Finzich and Amatzev, was Mamacht Fagessen Beisavi. This is a place that if I'm going to follow what and assimilate what others are doing here, so then I could forget my true identity from my father's house. Und das This itself, of constantly being vigilant of this, will cause that you will not forget your identity of where you came from. But then there's another approach of how a Yid deals with the situation of Golas that he's in. That is in Zayn That is, in Zayn is in Eretz Yid. He is, and his Aveda is also here in this place. He looks at the advantages that there is in the Golas itself. In the Chayshach Golas, in the darkness of Golas, he's able to find the power and the, the stamina to be able to do what he has to right here in the darkness. To the extent that he's not focusing at least that much on not forgetting and on connecting to where he came from, but actually trying to be strong and grow here, right now in the place that he's in. And right over here he works hard to illuminate this darkness of Golas with the holiness of the light and of holiness. And this brings a tremendous growth, a tremendous advantage to the person himself that's doing this Aveda of bringing light into the place of darkness. Where, is, where do I become fruitful? Over here specifically in this land where it's in a land of an affliction. So this is a completely opposite approach of a Yid growing and working and serving the Ebesh there and bringing light into the place of the Golas itself. So these are the two approaches of Menashe and Ephraim. Thus is the time, so now we can understand the reason, Favos, Ephraim is Yigdal Mimenu from Menashe. Why Yaakov says that Ephraim's approach is greater than the one of Menashe. What is the ultimate purpose and the ultimate height that a Yid comes through entering into Golos is Yirid The point is not just to protect yourself of the Golos, to not forget where you came from, but it's actually to utilize the very descent into Golos itself to go higher, to grow even more. To go to a place which is even higher from where you came from. Not only about protecting yourself and secluding yourself of the environment around you and to not forget from where you came from. The main reason why Yid is placed into Golos is because there's something for him to accomplish right there in the Golos. That he should come to an even higher level, to a greater advantage through this Yeride and Golas, which is Ephrani Yelikim Beretzanyi. So that's why Yaakov says, Ephraim, his Aveda, his approach to Golos is much greater than Menashe's. However, on the other hand, is Menashe der Bechir. Menashe is still the Bechir. While in Leidov is Galos, when it comes to birth, when it comes to the revelation or the development and the process of the steps of a Yid's Aveda, in the actual steps that a Yid has to take in his Aveda in, in actuality, the approach of Menashe has to first be there before you come to the Aveda of Ephraim. Which means as follows, before a person could have the Kayach to accomplish and grow within the land of affliction, as a Zalzain Hefrani Elikim, 
that he should be fruitful in this place, which is the asaytayv, the positive that a person finds and grows in Galos, First, what you have to be forewarned of, or you have to be careful with, to remain in a, in, a, in a safe place, to not be affected by your surroundings, which is the Sur Meira, to be above all the bad influences that could affect you in this place. By always remaining connected and remembering where, who you are, your true identity. That's the introduction, that's the hachana for your Aveda. After you have the step one of Menashe, that you're not going to be affected by the place that you're in, so then you have the Kayach to actually go into this place of darkness and utilize it and elevate it to Kedusha. However, since ultimately the purpose is the elevation that you come to in this place of darkness, which is what Ephraim represents. The Riber is in Birches Yaakov, the Broche Onesimus Kayach Mumaila, when Yaakov is giving the Broche. What does Yaakov's Broche represent? It represents the power that the Ebishter is giving in this Broche from above, of the Araveda de Golos, for this Aveda in Golos here, is Ephraim Choshever. Ephraim is more important. Vayosem is Ephraim, Lufnei Menashe. Ephraim is the ultimate purpose. So yes, it's true that as far as birth is concerned, so who's the one that comes first into the world? Menashe. He's the Bukhair, he's the first step in the Aveda. However, in the ultimate purpose of the Aveda, the purpose is to reveal light in the place of darkness itself. So therefore, that's where the main bracha, or the stronger bracha of Yaakov comes when he gives the brachas to both Ephraim and Menashe. So this is the basic approach to understanding who Ephraim is, who Menashe is, and the relative milus of each one of them. Yaakov, the way he looks at Ephraim, and the way Yosef looks at Menashe being his bachar. Atifere has bought it in them. A deeper approach and a deeper explanation to all of this. In them, Ilui v'Yisrael was tutzachayif and Ayidin. This point here that we're saying, that Ayid goes into Galos, not just to remain protected and to be strong, not to get affected by the influence of the Galos, but rather the Galos actually brings him to a higher level. There are a few different aspects to this Mila that Ayid gains by being in Golis. Aleph number one, the Mila is as follows. The Yerida Rufta Reis then takeif on the Shama. The Yerida of Golis reveals that strength, that determination the Neshama has, to not be affected by the darkness of the Golis. In other words, yes, this exact point, even if a person's approach is just not to be affected, but this itself reveals in him a much greater strength of his neshama that he has before, but otherwise would remain concealed, would never be expressed. So the fact that he has to be strong and determined and not be affected by his surroundings brings out that takeif of his neshama that he has. As we know, when a person comes to an opposition, so this menage that's fighting you draws out from within you this kayach to win and to be this determination to be victorious. That's the kayach that comes out when you confront problems in an opposition. This is similar to the pshat that the Balshemtiv says in the Pasik, that Ayidin Golos in a place, in a desert, has a yearning to the Eibishter, and what is the reason? Violet is bad at because he's in a place where he's thirsty. And came by Chazisicha. 
and we wish and say that a Levaiwa were in a place of holiness, we should have the same kind of yearning that we have in when we're in a place of Golos. So the Neshama has this Taikif, it's there. Elamai, when you're in a place of holiness, when you're in a place where it's sort of easy to serve Hashem, so there that determination of the Neshama is not expressed. By being in a situation where you're trying to guard yourself and fend off all the opposition that you have to fight, that taikif of the neshama is expressed, comes out. Bays, a deeper point there is, tifer defun, even more and deeper than this is. When a yid goes to a very big yiride, to a very low place, there's a greater depth and strength of the neshama that's expressed here more than what the neshama has before, even what the neshama had before that was concealed. But here, when you go down to a very low place, that strength of the neshama is expressed much more. And this is a level of strength of the neshama that's t- totally unlimited. So over here, this unlimited power of the neshama, how does it express itself? What's the power it has? as the so it's not only the fact that he's determined not to allow Golas to get to him, not to drag him down. Rather, this strength of the neshama that he has is so powerful, it's so unlimited that wherever he goes, he's able to use it to affect his surrounding, to influence his surroundings, and to elevate everything to his level. To the extent that he's able to not only not get influenced, but he'll be able to bring light into the place of darkness, to transform it into light. So these are two levels into what degree a person reveals the strength of his neshama. Whether the strength of his neshama gives him the power to remain disconnected to what's going on around him, not to get affected, or he utilizes the strength of his neshama, which is unlimited to a much further extent, to be able to go and actually elevate his surroundings. However, on both of these levels, this is revealing the advantage and the power that the neshama on its own has. Before, when it did not have to deal with any of this, so that power of the neshama was not expressed, was not revealed. Here in Golos, that comes out. This is the level that the neshama possesses. It's by being in this environment of Golos that this power that the Neshama possesses even from before is sort of squeezed out. It comes out now that you have to put it to use and therefore it's expressed. However, here is a third point and there's a much greater accomplishment what happens when a Yid goes and serves the Ebishter even in Golos. In Gimel, and that's the third point there, by going into the place of darkness and transforming that darkness itself, revealing that this darkness itself could be transformed into light. In other words, not only mitzah, the source of the neshama, that the neshama illuminates the darkness, but actually transforming the actual light itself. That to show that what the, the darkness itself is, that the darkness itself could be transformed into light. This brings the Neshama to be connected to a level of this transformation now that happened, a level that the Neshama does not have, it does not possess on its own from before. Similar to what we find regarding a person that does Shuvah, 
He has merits that come from the fact that he has transformed and elevated those premeditated sins. And have now, that, that energy of those Avedis have now been transformed into mitzvahs. So he has this new concept, this new type of mitzvahs that a tzaddik does not have. Mashenkin by a tzaddik, it doesn't exist by a tzaddik. So therefore, when a yid is in galos, it's not just about using, utilizing the galos to prompt your neshama, to trigger that power of your neshama to come out. Rather, by actually dealing with the galos and transforming darkness into light, this accomplishment is way beyond even the nature of what the neshama is, even with the power of the neshama. And therefore, the neshama now gains this tremendous accomplishment and revelation of being mahapa chayshech lo'ayr, elevates the neshama higher than what it was before. So those are the three points that we have here regarding what a neshama accomplishes when it goes into galus. The midveten fashtein. So with this we understand in a deeper way than chiluk tzvishin menasha and afrayim. The difference that we've explained before regarding menasha and afrayim. Beide zen in kinder from Yosef. Both menasha and afrayim are Yosef's children. They bring an arayz zayin inyan. And if they're his children, so they express what his avayd in this world was about. And what is what is Yosef? Yosef. When his name was given, so Rachel said that Abisha should give me another child. So how does Chassidus teach this? What is the concept of Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher? This means, what this means is the Yosefe Fosvet Oivgeton Durach Der Aveide in Golos. The addition of revelation that a person brings and accomplishes through his Aveide that he does in Golos. And therefore the meaning of this Pasuk here is Machen von Acher Sitra Achre Aben to take someone that we refer to as a someone else, which is outside, a sitra achre, and transform it into being a child. That's the concept of bain, from the achre becomes a bain. That's what Yosef Zaveda represents. And his children, Menashe and Ephraim, both express this Aveda of Yosef. Nor in them gufe, zenefaran, ditzve dargis. Over here, regarding Yosef's accomplishment to be dafke in Golos and therefore to elevate even the Golos and to turn the Acher into a Ben, there are the two levels here. Menashe, what does Menashe represent? The Teikif as the Karim from Beisavi, the, the strength of the Neshama, that it remembers that the identity of the Neshama now comes out even more than before. The Teikif on Neshama was his Nizgalagavarim by Yosefin, Durch Zen Avedin Mitzrayim. Because Yosef was in Mitzrayim and all the pain and suffering that he had there, this itself brought out a greater power of his neshama, even more than it was revealed before. Ephraim weist, aber, but then Ephraim expresses something even deeper. From the very darkness itself, not just by revealing the light of the neshama into the place of darkness, but by transforming the darkness itself, so you're revealing the true identity of darkness. This is something that's even higher than the source of the light that, that comes into the place of darkness or the light that there is before you approach darkness. By being mahapech to chayshech itself, this has even a higher connection. When, when he's fruitful in the land where there is a place of affliction. Is there Yisrael? So since this highest level we're talking about, of what you accomplish in God is by transforming the darkness itself. So this advantage actually comes from the very darkness itself. 
The Ribber is Ephraim, Hecher from Menashe. So ultimately, Ephraim is greater than Menashe. The Neshama experiences a much greater Aliyah when it gets that advantage that comes from the very Choshech itself that's now been transformed. So that is the Milo, that's the reason why Ephraim expresses this Aveda of Golis in a much more powerful way than Menashe. Okay, but however now, even according to this deeper approach here, the Rebbe will explain how Ephraim specifically is related, that advantage of Ephraim is expressed more through this connection to Yaakov and Menashe to Yosef. Like them, so now this needs explanation. Like them, according to this, it would become very difficult to understand. The Shaykhis from Menashe to Yosef and Ephraim to Yaakov. Why does Menashe have more of a connection in expressing who Yosef is? And Ephraim is, uh, Yaakov specifically sees the advantage of Ephraim. Based on what we've just explained, it should be the other way around. Menashe was kumter monen of Beisavi canal. What's Menashe? His name represents always remembering your father's house, where you came from, which is who? Who's, who's the father's house? Yaakov. So therefore, Menashe should be related more to Yaakov. On Ephraim, which is Ephraim Yelikim, it's on ye, that he's fruitful here in the land where he is now. And he should be related. Yosef is the one that should see more his Maila. So that I suffer. The addition, the greater level that you come to through the Aveda in the place where you transform the Acher into a Ben. So why is it the other way around? Why is Yaakov the one that sees the advantage of Ephraim? And, and Yosef is the one that sees the advantage of Menashe. So we can understand this by first explaining what the Pasik says. When Yaakov speaks to Yosef and he tells him, Viata now, The two, two children that you've given birth in Mitzrayim before I have arrived to you, Mitzrayim, here to Mitzrayim, they are mine. They'll be to me just like Reuven and Shimon. So here there's the question that Mepharshim asks. There are some extra words in this Pasuk. It would be enough to say more concisely, Who are those two children? They are mine and they'll be to me like Reuven and Shimon. Why does the Pasuk add this entire additional line here? You gave birth to them here in Mitzrayim before I have arrived to Mitzrayim. What is this all about? So here's the point. The answer is, This is not just a sign he's telling, telling him, which one of your children are going to be as prominent as the rest of the Shvatim? He's actually giving the reason of why it is that they merited to be able to be on this level like the other Shvatim. Why are these two specifically have such a special connection to Yaakov Avinu? It's because they were born to Yosef in Mitzrayim. And they were born in Mitzrayim, even here before Yaakov arrives to Mitzrayim, is the Far Lihem. That's the special connection I have to them, because they're in Mitzrayim, and here in Mitzrayim, not that Mitzrayim where they're surrounded with Yaakov and all of the family, but in Mitzrayim, in Mitzrayim, because they were born in Mitzrayim, that's why they are mine.
That's what Yaakov is saying here. And Bepashtus, what this means on a very simple level is as follows. Through the fact, not looking at the fact that they're born here in Mitzrayim. And they were raised in surroundings where Yaakov is not there at all. So they were in a place where they had no connection to their grandfather and everything from all the family they were totally disconnected from. And nevertheless, they behaved as it was befitting for Yaakov's grandchildren is Lee Haim. So Yaakov says, oh, these are really my children. And this expresses the true shleimus of Yaakov, that his influence comes all the way down to his grandchildren, even when they're raised in a place where they don't even have that connection to the family. Nevertheless, that, that connection to Yaakov remains there. Oh, here is the strength of the Shlemus of Yaakov that's fully expressed in his grandchildren. That's the simple, on a simple level to understand why Yaakov is emphasizing the Lihain, that why are they mine? Because they're born here in Mitzrayim, even before I arrived to Mitzrayim. So I'll pizet. so based on this, that Menoich Fashtein, Favos in Deminion, had Yaakov Makbigeven, Ephraim and Far Menashe. So therefore, Ephraim comes before Menashe. And now coming back to the difference between the Aveda of Ephraim and the Aveda of Menashe. Vibalt as Menashe weist, visevert nit nifsak, dem zekoren und ischeiches zu beisavi, kanal barucha. Since, what does Menashe represent? Menashe represents an Aveda where you, yes, you are in Golos. However, your whole Aveda in Golos is always really to be connected to the place of out of Golos. Which means, kumtais as mitzadem eifena Aveda is So you're never really fully in the Golos. You're never really there in this place. Your, your whole Aveda constantly is to remind yourself, I'm not here, this is not my place, I'm somewhere else, I'm connected to Beisavi. That's what Menashe's Aveda represents. So then, this concept of what Yaakov said, he saw the tremendous smile that they are born here in Mitzrayim. When I'm not present, what do you mean Yaakov is not present? In their Aveda, Yaakov is very present. Their entire Aveda consists, or at least of Menashe, his Aveda consisted of constantly remembering Yaakov. In that sense, Yaakov is very present in his Aveda. There's a quote from Beisavi. He's constantly remembering Beisavi, Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu, the identity of where they come from. Where do you truly have this condition that Yaakov says the tremendous value of them being raised in a place far from Beisavi and there, nevertheless, behaving as it's befitting for them over there in this place is an oifen aveda for Nefrayim. This is the way the aveda of Nefrayim was. You're here in this land, in this place of affliction. And you don't at least externally see the connection to Beisavi. That's not what the main emphasis of the Aveda is, to keep on reminding yourself and you're not present where you are. No, they're here. He's here in the Golos. And here in this place of darkness, he's doing what he has to as Yaakov's a grandchild, in the place of Golos itself. That was the Aveda of Ephraim, and therefore Dafka Ephraim represents more this Maila that Yaakov saw, Ad that these are my Eniklach, these are my grandchildren, more even than Menashe.
So that's the special connection that Yaakov has to Ephraim even more than Menashe. However, the Hezbo of the Rebbe is incomplete. Again, the question we're addressing over here is, why is there more of a connection of Yaakov to Ephraim and Yosef Dafke to Menashe? It would seem that you would think it's in the reverse. So the Rebbe began the explanation over here, that Yaakov Avinu has a special connection, Dafke to Ephraim, which is able to be who he is in the Golos, Ad even before Yaakov comes. But here the Rebbe is going to give an introduction and go deeper into this point here, and we'll see the special connection of Yaakov to Ephraim and Yosef to Menashe. As is in Chesidus, it's explained in Chesidus as follows. Who is really Yaakov? What does Yaakov's Aveda represent? As Yaakov is Midasai, is, is, again, is Midasa Emes. Yaakov, his Mida, his Aveda in this world is Emes. What is Emes? What is Mavriach Menakotze Elakotze? Emes is something which is truthful on any reality, from the highest extreme to the lowest extreme, from the that the emes of the reality of Yaakov Avinu, of his Aveda, of who he is, is the truth, and it remains true on every single level. The concept of truth, Aliba de emes, what is the real concept, the genuine concept of truth? It doesn't just mean that something is true and it's not a lie. The concept of truth means that if something is true on one level, but then when you come to a higher level and you grow to a higher level, so what's true on a lower level doesn't hold water anymore on a higher level. On a higher level, it's something that's in a different reality and therefore there's another truth there. And so too on a different level. So then that's not the real emiss of truth. Emiss of truth is when you have any oil on you're in, any level you're on, it, there's a certain consistency, there's the essence of truth, which remains true on the highest to the lowest. It breaks through, it penetrates through all levels, and it's the same truth on all levels. So then what this means is it's not a level of truth based on a certain level that you are on here, but it's the essence of truth that's true everywhere. That's the Aveda of Yaakov Avinu. Now, this essence of what Yaakov represents in actuality, who's the one that actualizes and, and the, the process of bringing down this level of truth to be expressed on all levels, all the way down to this world below, it comes out through Yosef. Yaakov himself, who he is, he's on the level of Atzilus. Like all the other of us, he exists and functions and is living in a world of Atzilus. Even when he's here in this world, Yaakov is in a world of Atzilus. Higher than the other three worlds that are below Atzilus. However, Yosef brings down the essence of who his father Yaakov is. Atzilus, Yaakov being an Atzilus, but the essence of his father, which is the MS in Elam Isbiyah, to bring that MS down here into the worlds of Biyah, and here in this world, in the lowest place, the lowest place of all the levels of all these worlds. So Yosef is drawing down and bringing down the essence and the truth of what Yaakov represents. This is the deeper reason of why it was specifically Yosef, the one that orchestrated the whole Yerida of Yaakov coming down to Mitzrayim. To come down to a lower place, to more limitations in the world, in lower worlds. Because Yosef is the one that brings down and continues to expressing the truth, the essence of what Yaakov is on all levels, that it could come down even to the lowest world. 
This is true as far as bringing it down to the lowest, but it's also true as far as how high in the higher worlds Yaakov Avinu's level reaches from the highest to the lowest. Specifically through transforming darkness in the lower worlds to light, which is what Yosef did. Yosef Avayli Bain Acher, transforming an Acher into a Ben. This brings a tremendous advantage of light that comes from darkness, even higher than the level of Atzilus, which is Madrekas Yaakov Mitzadatzmai, the level that Yaakov Avinu was on. So begoloi, in the, in the life of Yaakov, he's on the level of Atzilus. But in the essence of what Yaakov represents, it's not the level of Atzilus. The essence of what Yaakov represents is the essence of truth that penetrates all levels from the lowest and to the highest and brings it all together. That's the real MS of Yaakov. With this, Chassidus explains another thing. Those 17 last years of Yaakov's life that he actually lived in Mitzrayim, those were the best years of his life. He lived in serenity with his family, with no issues whatsoever. He lived in the true sense of living, living life in its best of possible form, where the 17 years in Mitzrayim. Because it was specifically through descending into Mitzrayim, the lowest place, is that that reveals the ultimate level of who Yaakov himself is, his essence of what he is. That he breaks through all boundaries from the highest level to the lowest level. That's what Yaakov expressed when he was here in Mitzrayim. And who's the one that brought him down to Mitzrayim? Yosef. So we see here who the essence of Yaakov is, but Yosef is the one that brings it down, expresses it, and then actualizes this essence of what Yaakov is. So now since Ephraim and Menashe in the future, they are the two that take the place of Yosef in the number of the Shvatim. So from this we understand. So they are similar to Yosef, which was the son of Yaakov, that expresses and brings down the essence of Yaakov. And they also bring down the essence of who Yaakov is, down even into the land of Mitzrayim. And they actually even accomplish more than what Yosef himself did. Why? By Yosefin, when it comes to Yosef himself, even after Yosef descended into Mitzrayim, which is Eilim is Biyah, represents the lower world going out of Atzilus. Is Meir Madregis Yaakov Atzilus Begiloi. Yosef has very strongly the influence of his father, being the son of his father, growing up by his father. So he still has that tremendous influence in a very revealed way of Atzilus in his life. Even after he leaves and goes down to Mitzrayim. So since in his Aveda, even after he leaves his father, he has a very strong influence from his father Yaakov. That's higher and above what Mitzrayim is. Canal, as explained before, is So with Yosef, he never really was in Mitzrayim, in a place where the risks and the dangers of Agolus are real. And he has to deal with it. He's above it. He always remains above it. Adarabah. At his shaylat of Mitzrayim. How does Yosef deal with Mitzrayim? 
Wherever he goes, he remains above and he rules and ultimately becomes a Mishnah Lamelech in Mitzrayim. So what does it come out from this? As mitzad avedis yisif is noch nid given the emesi yiride und the avede in the mchoshech from Mitzrayim mamish ktsayachit tachten. So as far as Yosef is concerned and his avede in Mitzrayim, he never really fully descended into the lowest element of existence in Mitzrayim to really be in Mitzrayim to be there in the lowest place. Vider choshech is a menaget soira kedusha. To be in such a situation where the darkness actually is a real opposition to the holiness of Kedusha. Yosef never really experienced this. As we see simply the way it was. As Kozman Yosef at Gelep. You look later what happened. As long as Yosef was still alive, there could be no decrees against Eden. It was as if the Eden did not descend into Mitzrayim yet. Only when Yosef passes away is as if on that day that's when they entered into Mitzrayim. So what do we understand from this? That Yosef, as long as he's alive, the effect of Mitzrayim and Yidin later did not take effect. Specifically through these two children, Menashe and Ephraim, that are born here in Mitzrayim before Yaakov comes in Mitzrayim. So they're already born and bred here in Mitzrayim. The Aveide in an art on So they're here serving the Abishur in a place where they don't have that influence and that connection of the revelation of Atsilus of Yaakov. What do they have? The darkness and the opposition that conceals over the holiness. So they bring and express the truth and the essence of Yaakov, which is the middah of Emes, that goes from one extreme to the other, from the highest to the lowest. So they are actually actualizing this and bringing it out. They are able to actualize and bring out the essence of Yaakov to a further extent, even more than their father Yosef. So we have over here three levels. We have Yaakov. Yaakov is in the world of Atsilus. That's where the Abish places Yaakov in this world. The essence of Yaakov is this middah of emes, to be mavriach menakotza alakotza. However, Yaakov himself is in the world of Atsilas. Then you have Yosef that comes down, brings it out, and Tehillim is beyond to Mitzrayim. But with the hashpa of Yaakov Avinu, and then even more so by his children that are born in Mitzrayim, without having any influence from Yaakov, and they reveal the truth of the essence of, the, of Yaakov, even here in the lowest place in Mitzrayim. So these three levels here, which are Aleph, Yaakov, Yaakov, which is an Atzilis, he remains above Mitzrayim. Beis, and the next level, Yosef, that expresses who Yaakov is, and the next step, was Balaich Mitzrayim, Mitzrashpov in Yaakov. He already comes and illuminates the Ashpov of Yaakov, even into Mitzrayim. And Gimel, but then... To the furthest extent, B'nai Yosef, Yosef's children, was the langen in the M'chayshech from Mitzrayim. They reach all the way into the actual darkness of Mitzrayim itself, where there is no influence of the light of Yaakov at all. V'yeriz mitzad but revealing the essence of the darkness itself, and to elevate the darkness itself without the influence of that light, which, which keeps them away from that darkness. 
So this is in connection, and this is uh, what we said before, generally, to the dry the three levels that we spoke about earlier of what happens when a Yid goes down into Golos. What advantage does a Yid experience when he comes down into Golos? In the Mershtim Ninyin. So what was the first point we spoke about before? As mitzad, they're taken from neshama shalemayla, because the neshama of a yid is really so powerful, can their golas nitpayl and can yid in the neshama? So there is no golas, there's nothing in the world that could bring down a neshama, that could affect a neshama. However, here on this level, this power of the neshama is not actually reaching the darkness itself to change and influence the darkness. Rather, the power of the neshama gives the neshama the kayach to remain disconnected of any darkness. Nothing could reach the neshama. Even when you are in Golas, but because of that power of the neshama, you always remain separated of any challenges and of any darkness that there is. Hecher from Golas, above Golas. So this is bedugme to Yaakivin. Similar to Yaakiv, is a hecher from Yerid Zayin Mitzrayim. Where Yaakov is above any of this condition of Mitzrayim and all these Yeridis, it doesn't phase him, it doesn't exist in his world at all. He remains above this. This is Yaakov. At first level, the power of the Neshama, it's not affected by anything. Why? Because nothing really is significant. Nothing exists in the world of the Neshama to be affected by this. But then there's the second level. As the Gabi that take a neshama, when it comes to the real power of the neshama, is nitshayich ken menagin. There is no opposition possible at all. So it's not only that you have to remain removed from any opposition and therefore it doesn't affect you. Even if you'll come into the place where there is an opposition that really does exist, it still will not be able to affect you. Because nothing could affect the neshama even when you are present in the place of opposition. So even if you do enter into the place of opposition, what happens? The opposition doesn't affect you, you affect it, you influence it and elevate it to become light. So this is similar to what Yosef accomplished. Yosef brings the influence and the revelation of Yaakov, in other words the revelation of the Neshama, into Golos Mitzrayim. And then he brings that influence and to elevate the darkness into light. How does he do this? He's using the power and the light of his neshama, of Atzilus, that's higher than the Golos. But it's so powerful that when this light comes into Golos, the light transforms the darkness to get elevated. Not only does he not get influenced by this darkness, but he actually could use the power of this bleak vol of the neshama to elevate the darkness, to, to become light. That's the second level of what Yosef accomplishes. But then comes a higher level when you could reveal the additional power that there is of light which comes from the darkness itself. Not by bringing the power of the Neshama, the experience of Atsilus, and, and bringing it down into Biyah, but revealing in the Chayshech itself, what is the truth and the essence of Chayshech itself, that it is really Eir, to reveal the Chayshech itself. So, so this is accomplished primarily when you're there in the Golos, when you don't have the influence of Yaakov, the children of Yosef, 
This is the transformation of darkness into light on a much deeper level. In other words, what the Rebbe here in essence is saying, and as it's clarified in the footnotes here, that the Yisrael of transforming darkness into light, there are two levels to this. One is by the strength of the light, that the light is so powerful that it illuminates the greatest darkness. And therefore, it can transform darkness. But the transformation of the darkness here is because of the power of the light of the Neshama. But then there's a transformation of darkness by revealing the source of the darkness itself, that the darkness is one with the light. Or that the bitterness itself is really sweet. So, but by revealing the, the shayrish of the chayshach itself, that's a much greater accomplishment. That reaches to a much higher level. And that is what the children of Yosef, Ephraim and Menashe accomplished when they wore a Mitzrayim, when they did not have the influence of Yaakov. So they revealed the shayrish of the chayshach itself. And that's the ultimate expression of what Yaakov's Aveda is, or what the essence of Yaakov is, the middah of emes, that reaches to the lowest place. So now, based on all of this, the Shaykhis will understand now the connection from Menashe to Yosef. Why Menashe is connected to Yosef? Because the far is their Yosef. He is the Bukhair of Yosef. And Ephraim to Yaakov. And Ephraim is connected specifically to Yaakov. Vibalt, as in Yonish or Menashe is, to Megalas Aindem Zikorim from Beisavi. So since the Aveda of Menashe is about remembering what there was by my father. Which means what? By bringing the power of the Neshama, the light of the Neshama into the Golas. And he could even take it to the extent that the Neshama is so unlimited that it could even transform the darkness of the Golas. But, again, the point here is that this is all about bringing the light of the Neshama to transform Golas. This is similar to the Aveda of what Yosef accomplishes. What's the stage of Yosef in expressing the essence of Yaakov? The essence of Yaakov is the middah of Emes that goes from the highest to the lowest. But there are stages in expressing the essence of what Yaakov is. The stage of Yosef in the process of expressing who Yaakov is, is bringing Atzilus into Biyah. Yosef being Yaakov's son, had the influence of Yaakov, came down into Mitzrayim with the influence of Atzilus, and he brings that light into the Golos, and he utilizes that light to the extent that he could even transform the darkness itself. This is exactly what the Aved of Menashe is all about. Menashe is that stage of Yosef, to bring down the light of the remembrance of the Neshama into the Golos, to the point even to transform the Golos itself. The Shleimus for Yaakov, however, what is the true ultimate level of what Yaakov represents, the essence of the Emes of Yaakov, is Abedafkin dem Yisrna Eir mena Chayshech Atzmai vazvert Evgeton durch Ephraim. That's the advantage of the, that comes from transforming the darkness that's accomplished through Ephraim. Ephraim lekim ber it's on you when you could transform the actual darkness itself on a much higher level. That is accomplished after through Ephraim. So Ephraim is the one that expresses the ultimate essence of who Yaakov is. So therefore Yaakov says he is greater and he is the one that expresses ultimately what my Indian is, my Indian of Emes, which is Menakotze Elakotze to the lowest place. Yasef represents a certain stage in expressing his father's Aveda in, in the Emes of Yaakov. That stage of Yasef is expressed more in Menashe's Aveda. So therefore Yasef sees the advantage to Menashe. Yidin veren ongerufen al shem Yosef. Yidin in general in the Pasik have the name, are called with the name of Yosef. Noyek katzen Yosef. The Ebesher leads the Yidin like sheep, like Yosef. 
is the fun move on. So from this we understand. As by Yedi Yidin, Dav Zayin, Darfun Zayin, Beida Avedis, Saifun Menashe, and Saifun Afrayim. Every Yid in his Avedin Golis has to have the approach of Menashe and the approach of Afrayim. Tzamala Meshen, first and foremost, Dav Zachayid, Vinshen and Glusten, Tzayin and Beisavi. A Yid has to always wish and has to always desire to be in his father's house. Tzayin and Amatzav was his Hechafun Golis. A Yid's desire and yearning is to be higher than Golis, to be out of Golis. A Yid could never be comfortable here in Golis. Coming down into the concealment that there is in the world, with the purpose to refine it, has to be something that happens by force, which is what it says regarding Yaakov when he was brought down to Mitzrayim against his will. And therefore, as soon as he finishes his mission that he has here in this place of Golos, where the Abish sends him here, and he immediately escapes this place and anort where can zechop geben in ganzen nor metinyonik dusha teire vaveda, a place where he could be fully dedicated to just matters of holiness, to learn and to daven all day. That has to be the real and inner desire of every single yid. What's my? Where do I belong? Where do I feel natural and comfortable and at home in a place where I could just daven and learn all day? That's on one hand. However, on the other hand, Ayid has to know that as long as with the Ashgach HaPratis, he is here in this place in the Shlichus and Golos, he can't just be satisfied with Menashe's approach, which is to just be sure with himself, as heirs, that he alone should not forget his identity of who he is in his father's house, that he should not be affected by his surroundings. That approach of Menashe alone, to constantly just seclude yourself and to remember who you are, is not going to be enough. You have a shlichus that you were given by in this place of Golis and darkness. The Aved of Menashe is a hachonet zum tachlis hamochoven, is only a preparation to the real purpose, as a zolzain, efrani, elekim, be'eretz onyi, that you should bring and be fruitful here in the land of affliction. Ba'leichten dem chayshach ha'golos, to bring light into the darkness of golos itself, mitne mitzvah v'teire er, with the candle of mitzvah and with the light of teire. To the point where you transform the darkness of Golis itself into light, and the that darkness itself, as it says when Mashiach will come, that darkness itself will shine as bright as day. And that darkness that will shine will not come from the influence only of the light of day, but darkness itself, the light, the night itself, that is, will shine just like day. That's the ultimate of Aveda of Ayid and Golis.